What's up, everybody? I'm Jamal. And I'm Brandon. And this is The Way We Ball. All right, Brandon. It is Thanksgiving week, and I am not even pumped for turkey. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday, and I'm not even thinking about it. I am thinking of SKC. I'm thinking of playoffs. I'm thinking of playing at home in the shell one last time. Brandon, how are you feeling this week? I feel good. I'm excited. I mean, obviously, this is the game I think we really have to absolutely bring it. Sporting KC is that dragon we have to slay for us to really make a deep run into this playoffs. I know we move on to either Seattle or LAFC, but this is one of our biggest rivals, if not our biggest rival. And to play them at home, like you said, this is the last one. And then to beat Sporting KC, we go on the road. I think this just gives us all the momentum for us to make like a cup final. And that, I think, is the goal right now. Cup final. It's cup final or bust, man. Even though it's West Western Conferences would be great. We got we to make the cup final for me to really like be all in. Yeah, I agree. Um, on paper, L.A., Seattle should probably be the scarier team. But just yeah. because of the history and the and everything that we've had in the past with SKC, if we take down SKC, we can take down anyone in this postseason. Um, this is, like you said, this is the one game um, where if, if we can conquer, if we can slay that dragon, so to speak, then there's no telling what we could do. Um, so I am really excited. We talked about um, this matchup on last week's episode. So if anyone wants a full detail on all that, just tune into last week's episode. Today, we just wanted to get everyone hyped. Um, we want to respect everyone's time. So we'll make it a quick episode. But um really excited, man. I know we harp on a lot of everything the Dynamo do wrong. I think this <laughs> is a good week to give them their roses, man. They've done a lot of good this week. Uh, and it started with last week's Ereda's, uh signing. I believe it was a food town. I could be mistaken, so apologies for that. Um, but it was in a neighborhood that the Dynamo don't really go out to. And I really liked that. I like that they're reaching out to neighborhoods they typically don't. I like that they're doing uh, player meets. Um, they're they they're making an effort to be out in the community. They're making an effort to bring people to the stadium. And what I loved most about it was that it wasn't done last minute. This seems like they had a plan in, in place in case we were to beat Real Salt Lake. That okay, once we beat Salt Lake, this is what we're going to do. Let's announce it this day. Like there was a plan in place, and I applaud them for it. I there was some feedback on, on folks about Edetta going to that specific uh, supermarket in that part of town. But if yeah. you look at the demographic, it made sense to me. Like it made all the sense in the world. Like show love to those people who don't get shown love all the time. S- spread the seed out, so to speak. Uh, what were your thoughts on all that? No, you're hundred percent right. It's one of those things where obviously he's going to relate to so many of the people in that area. They see themselves in him in the sense that like, a Mexican-American, quote-unquote, finally, who's grown up watching him play and hearing probably their father's stories of Herrera and the national team growing up and him as a player, like, and now seeing him here in your backyard, quite literally, that's got to be an out-of-body experience, you know what I mean? Like, for me, that'd be like seeing Jordan in the flesh, you know? (laughs) Like, that's just a different kind of level. And I think they were smart to do this. They marketed it well. It went huge success, like, more of this i and i'm happy that hector also wanted to do it and did it that says a lot about him as well as buying in just as much that i think this front office is doing the same ride this momentum yeah exactly i think uh so i i 
we'll kind of push back on one part. I think they could have marketed it better. Um, the the Dynamo front office could have. I know the the supermarket tried their best, and I found out through a third party that it was happening. But if there's you look at the be... social man, plenty of people heard. You know what I mean? Like that was a big turnout. So I mean, I okay. I agree. I think you could always do better, but they did very well. Did it for the Adetta meet and greet? Yeah, there was a ton oh. of people from all the pictures oh, I that, that I saw. Well, well, shit, I feel even better now. That's awesome. <laughs> I honestly, I didn't know that. I I saw the complaining after the fact, um, but you know, visions twenty twenty uh, after the fact. But uh, and then could again, it, for I mean, me, could it always could it always be bigger? Sure, but I think it was still I. I feel like we, we got to say that was a solid win. Yeah. No. And that was my thing. My thing was like, it was their first time doing this in a long time. So of course there was going to be like bumps on the road, but the, the fact that they're trying, that they're making an effort, we have not really seen anything like this. And it's like you said, for a lot of these kids, this is Jordan at yeah. their food town. Like it's a big <laughs> deal. So um, I loved it. And again, it's, it's, a small step it's a baby step but i think they're going into the right direction and then that bled on to so let me just read the the dynamo um twitter put out this tweet earlier today big week ahead we're hosting western conference semifinals on sunday but we have plenty of events to look forward to leading up to the big match they talked about tonight's uh meet and greet with uh griffin dorsey at the adidas store in the galleria um diesel's going to be at the annual hb thanksgiving parade um dynamo day at chill burger which i finally went to the brick and mortar location i mean i stuck out like a sore thumb but it was great uh <laughs> and then um this is pretty neat they're bringing back orange avenue uh pre-game party on game day dj nemesis will bring the tunes easy band is coming back to provide live music enjoy local food trucks and have drinks at the bud light beer garden um Brandon, it's like I mentioned earlier. They're not waiting till Saturday to tell us this. They're not <laughs> waiting till Friday to tell us this. And we can go down one by one on each of these activations they have going on. I was impressed with that Griffin Dorsey turnout. Yeah. There was a lot. It looked like All-Star Weekend. I'm not even exaggerating. Like there was, I remember the last All-Star Weekend we had here, there was a line to meet Dwight Howard. Um, I want to say it was Adidas, if I'm not mistaken. There was a line out there to meet Griffin Dorsey. Who would have thought, again, earlier this season, there'd be a line to meet Griffin Dorsey of all players on that team. I loved it. It looked like there was a lot of uh, really good fan engagement. There's this like really wholesome video where he uh, autographs, uh, I believe it was a soccer ball for a, a young fan, and the kid just looks at his mom, and he's so excited. So this is what we're talking about when you're creating future generation of Dynamo fans. Um it was, it's again, I'm just, I hats off to the front office. They're finally doing what a professionally ran football club should be doing. And I've heard rumors that we had a new marketing team come in. I don't know if this is them putting their, their mark on things, but I've just been really impressed with how they've approached this conference final semifinal. So you're exactly right. The fact that the lines were quite literally just around the block per se for, for Dorsey was incredible. A guy that was buried deep on our bench to now a legit star of this team. And that's the other thing between Hector and now Dorsey, they're not just sending guys that are on, you know, deep on Dyna dose where it's like, maybe you've heard of them, but you have to be a huge dynamo fan to know of them. But right now, if you've had like the internet, you've probably going to hurt here or like you're a soccer fan of, whatever you've probably heard of Hector and 
Elise Griffin Dorsey and what they're doing in the MLS through some of Apple's mark Apple's marketing. And the fact that the Dynamo are now are sending out legit faces of their team and they're showing up, that's awesome. Like this is great news and it's good to see this. And if it's the new marketing going after this, it's exactly what we want. I hope they continue this. It's also nice to see that they're just doing more for the fans just to feel close to this team. And it's tight that this team is willing to do it as well. That's a huge part. Trust me, working in front offices, like, you know, like you don't always get that from these type of players. There is a lot of pushback or it's kind of an eye roll. You don't get this from these kind of guys. You get a real legit down to earth kind of people and they come off that way. And I think that's why they're so likable and why they feel like they can just break your heart. Cause you really do like them. <laughs> What I loved about um, that Galleria appearance, too, is that it's Tuesday evening, Thanksgiving week. A lot of people are off. A lot of people are out shopping. There's so many. I guarantee there was so many people who saw that big line and saw that commotion. And when you see something like that, it attracts attention. It attracts eyes. Yep. There's a lot of people that passed by that probably didn't know who Griffin Dorsey was or weren't sure about who the Dynamo were, that there was a game coming up on Sunday. I guaranteed you people were informed that probably otherwise would have had no idea. So little things like that come in handy and they add up this weekend. I went to go see uh, the Texans uh, play the Cardinals and riding the Metro. I met a lady who, and we joke about it, that there's people who probably don't know we have a team in the playoffs right now. <laughs> Case in point, she had no idea that Dino were in the playoffs or like, she was like, yeah, I heard that they're having some drama with their, with their president or something. I was like, lady, like so much has, has passed since then. But I mean, unfortunately, it's a it's a fact that a lot of people are unaware of what's happening with the Dynamo just because of prior marketing. So little things like that that'll gain attention from not your diehards. It's it's just going to help. So um, really excited. I'm really excited to see. Uh, just you know, I love my food. I'm really excited to see how that Trill Burger uh, or how Dynamo Day at Trill Burger um, does. I. I saw a lot of people at the go to games on TikTok just to go try the Trill Burger before they had <laughs> opened up their brick and mortar. So um, I feel like we kind of owe uh, owe Bun some some love um, for bringing in <laughs> non uh, non traditional fans. Have you tried uh, Trill Burger yet, dude? It's incredible. Shay and I had to wait in quite a line, and it started to get even larger after we were in line. Worth it. It was really good, man. I mean, like, I'm not just saying that, but in terms of a stadium burger, it is, <laughs> I, I don't know of another one that can beat that. I've legitimately always said that we are the best stadium food in all of our pro venues, and I stand by that. And Trill Burger is a staple. As someone who just was at NRG two days ago, <laughs> never been more true, man. I was, I mean, I had been at NRG before, right? But not only is it way overpriced, and that's not to say Shell is the cheapest either, but yeah. NRG is just a different monster when you talk about prices of things. Um, and the quality, it's its honestly just whatever. It's not bad, but it's not worth $20 or no. whatever the hell it is. And even Trill, and that, was, that was a pleasant surprise. It's a little bit cheaper at the actual location. It was the old James Coney Island. Um so it was, it was a pleasant surprise to not pay stadium pricing, but uh, yeah, I'm with you there, man. There's not a burger that matches, at least stadium-wise, uh, that matches a troll burger. It's it's great. Because exactly what you just said there, like spending $20 gets you mediocre to where spending a little bit more on this stadium prices, because 
that's still going to factor in. It's worth it a lot more. And you feel like, okay, I got the best bang for my buck. And especially in terms of stadium prices, it's, it's worth it. And if you're a fan who's gone and haven't tried it yet, most definitely do. But I also encourage for everybody else to try everything around there as well. Like that's the one thing there is legit food at every turn there. And I applaud them for that. I hope they continue that next year too. Yeah, and then that last part um, that I mentioned, they will be at the HEB, or Diesel will be at the HEB Thanksgiving uh, Parade. And again, it's just brand recognition. Kids are going to see the Fox. They're going to want to engage with it. People are going to want to learn about it. Um, So again, these moves, whether it's going to sell tickets or not, it's going to bring brand recognition. It's going to bring information. And they just, all they can do is help. Can I ask you a question about diesel? Yeah, can I ask you a question about diesel? Let's hear it. Would you want to redesign him? You know what I mean? Like change him as a mascot? Like I not him as a person or whoever plays diesel. Sorry, kids. But uh like the like a fox. I don't really I don't really get it. Uh yeah, I mean I, I get what you're saying. It's it doesn't match anything. Um if, if you're going to go Fox, I don't know. A lot of times he has like sleepy eyes. Like, you know, we're <laughs> going to talk about having purple jerseys and the whole like purple connotation and all that. It looks like Diesel sip a little bit of the purple stuff. Pre-game. Or make him like an astronaut Fox or something like I, I just I don't really get it. And so I've never had him really explained to me through all of it. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm with you there. I would like I always feel like mascots are the time where you can get silly with your club. Like give us this like huge orange with like just like pulp running down in its mouth like it had just ate somebody or something. I don't know, just <laughs> something, something unique, something for the different. Kids. For the yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh like there's a there's an NPSL team, Appalachian FC, and their mascot is Sasquatch. And like the guy's just like, you know, like a little like kids love him, the fans love him, and there's like videos or pictures of him with like fans holding a beer. And it's just, it's cool. It's unique. And yeah, diesel, I don't get the, fo- I mean, it's orange, whatever, but um, I don't know. Maybe we can get a lawsuit like Chattanooga did in the USL and we I, have to like, change mascots. I like him at the games. Like, yeah, he pumps up the crowd. You can always hear the sections whenever he gets him going. You're always like, oh, that's diesel over there. And he's great, but I've just never understood the Fox. So I don't know if he's in the redesign mode or even if diesel who plays diesel is, is down to do that. But if we could get him on, and have them talk about like mascot life in terms of especially being for that for the club would love to hear it. And especially if even he's down or she's down to change it. Well, I mean, look what happened with like orbit or even the rockets when they um, switched to, uh, to clutch. Um, I forget. Was it turbo? The the last, yeah. Turbo. Um, I mean, <laughs> people, people loved it and embraced it. I feel like uh diesel could, that was my big thing. Diesel. I don't really think Fox when I hear these, I think of either <laughs> WWE superstar or like big thick stripper. Like, I, I don't think Fox at all. So um, go ahead. I'm telling you. So HEB, I know like he'll be there. Hopefully we can, we can get answers from him, even though I don't think mascots beat. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I, I I'm with you. I, I would like a redesign. Maybe that's something we could talk about. That's that's where we've come as a club that now we're worried about mascots rather than <laughs> the new signings. What's up, y'all? We just wanted to take a quick break to talk about our newest sponsors, Set Piece. Set Piece is a fashion line from the Houston area. 
created to bridge the gap between sport, culture, and fashion. Check out their website, setpiece.club. That's set, S-E-T, peace, P-E-A-C-E, dot club. You may have already seen this shirt online, worn by some of your favorite Dash players, or maybe around Shell Energy Stadium. But check out setpiece.club and order your shirt today. And be on the lookout for all their new merch coming out in the coming weeks. Again, setpiece.club. Thank you so much for believing in the way we ball podcast and helping get your brand out there. So looking forward to all the amazing things you have planned. Now let's get back to the episode. Um, but speaking of new signings, a uh, rumor came out earlier today. Um, apparently we are on the market for a Brazilian striker. Um, what are your thoughts on this? Is it all fupla? Is there anything behind it? Let's get your take. So Andre Henrique. Um, I don't know, man. So I watched, obviously everything I've looked at is either like stats or YouTube clips. So you can only get so much, but looking at his stats alone, right? We can talk about it looking at that way in terms of state league. I assume that's like a very low division. He had 52 appearances and 16 goals, which is huge. And then in terms of league play of like high Sierra uh, down in Brazil, and eight appearances, three goals, which that's pretty nice. So that's a good ratio at least. And then all time, it's like 13 appearances and three goals in, in terms of like his professional career, like his high professional career. So I assume state league is like something below that. I'm not 100% up on my Brazilian soccer, so I can't give you that much. But the one thing is looking at his video, it, there, there was a lot of like Seba's feel where he gets goals through – not really creation. And that's the one thing I think that this team needs is a guy that when the ball's on his foot, he can make a couple of guys miss and then put something on goal. And especially that's like really on target. That's a different vibe. And this guy didn't just screen that off the page. He does turn 22 in December 17th. So he is a year older. So he's around Aliyu's age. I just feel like we're running into another Aliyu. I, I, Depending on his cost, I'm I'm more like I I'm not that excited for that kind of player at this moment, and I'm I'm going off just clips and stats. Yeah, that's like the worst part with these like South American players. It's so yeah. tough to find quality um, footage of of these guys. I will say, and I agree with you, he does remind me of of Sebas with the way he plays. I think that's just Pat's style. I think he likes that kind of striker up top. I think why that's isn't what he's Sebas to... playing. I think with Sebas, they, they wanted him to go fall back a little bit more on defense, put a little bit of pressure. Sebas, I feel like Sebas was just, his mindset is like, I'm here to score. I'm not going to do that other stuff you're asking me about. I just think, I could be off, but I think Pat really likes that that striker that just sits up top and he's just going to be a poacher. I will say, though, the only reason I'm optimistic, as we've mentioned two, three episodes by now, this uh, sports analytics group, Maybe there's something there. Maybe they like him. The last few signings we've had have all been hits. Not all home runs, but I'll take a single. I'll take a double. Um, we mentioned it on Twitter, what fans felt. And it was basically, from the feedback we got, it was a, about kind of the same. Everyone was on the same wavelength. So friend of the pod, Orange Hex, tweeted, Why are we obsessed with unproven, low-goal-scoring, cheap players? Does not make <laughs> sense. 
And we had Alberto reply with, why get another project player? We have Aleu and Nelson. What are yeah. your thoughts on those, uh, on those, on that feedback? I a hundred percent, I would rather develop Ibrahim and then also like Kionis is somebody I, I even mentioned, we talked about last time is moving him to striker and putting somebody else out on the wing. Like I'm not against that either. I just think I, I, this isn't the kind of guy, if we're going to get a striker, I really want to go for either an MLS proven striker or somebody that's, I, I think seeing in the MLS is a smarter play. If, but if we go with somebody that's a shocking good player overseas in terms of higher international play, I would rather that, even if he's a little bit older. Now, I don't want one of these like Suarez's where they're 37 and this is definitely not like their last go. I would rather if they're like 32, okay. You know what I mean? Like that's going to be okay. That will translate here for a couple of years because this team's window to me is right now for us to make a really good three-year run. I don't think is not realistic to say. And when I say three-year oh. run, cup, like three-year run team. I want, so um so that would be a U uh, twenty two signing I'm assuming I yes yeah, same okay um, yeah I mean honestly the thing that like I'm fed up with is I'm pretty sure the way it played out was Pat and Asher whoever else is involved in the process was keeping up with Sebas watching and see, and see how he's how he's fitting in with his new team and they're probably playing this team that same day and they're like wait a second who's this guy. And I just have a feeling that we like literally stumbled on him. That's what I'm most worried about, right? Like, dude, we had this GM has signed players based off YouTube clips. Like, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he stumbled upon this guy because he was scouting Sebas. And here we are months later. At the same token, though, it is uh, rumor season. So, speaking of rumor season, Chucky Lozano linked to LA Galaxy. I think that's more of the type of player we would need here in Houston as opposed to, I mean, to and, uh, Andre Enriquez. 100%. And he was rumored to come to us like earlier a couple of years ago, and it was back and forth. I don't know how much it balloons because, like you said, it is rumor season. But that is much more of a player, I think, that fits our system. And also to link up with more with Hector kind of style, I'm absolutely here for it. Speaking of Hector, El Batallon posted on Instagram something about Hector saying he wanted Chicharito. Did he actually say that? Do you know anything about that? Do you have any context? I haven't looked too much into it beyond that because I mean I I, I mean I, I haven't dove into finding what anybody's been saying besides like a lot of other fans that are gonna be chirping about it, not so much from each other, you know what I mean? I, I didn't find a clip of Hector saying that. If he did that makes it interesting. You know what I mean? So, so I want to say it was a search. I think I said El Bataillon. I think it was search. So my bad there. Um, okay. So if you're Pat, are you going with an Andre type or Chicharito? <sighs> it depends on cost now. I know that's such a cheap cop out saying, but if Hector wants Chicharito, then I'm going to make Hector happy. There's no reason that we can't say that this guy hasn't earned calling a couple of players coming in here that he feels he needs to succeed at the next level. So if we turn over the keys to a quote unquote leader and he's showing it on and off the pitch at this moment. Okay. I'm okay with living and dying by that and supporting our front office for doing it. I think that's another thing. 
the Rockets fan in me is a little bit nervous to go that route. Uh, <laughs> James Harden, excuse me. No, but I, I, I will agree with you there. Hereda has not shown us any reasons to why he would want to do something like that just to bring his buddies on board. I really feel I like this guy wants to win one before before all is said and done. So if if you get the blessings from your team captain, best player on the team, go for it. If that's what he wants, pull the trigger. So if I um, if I'm being honest, I think what he did was traveled around on the MLS. And when he saw all those other stadiums like a sporting KC, a St. Louis and Austin even when they're in their first season. And seeing those sold-out crowds, I think he realized there's something here. There's a reason why Beckham came and now has his own squad. There's a reason why Messi is eventually going to come. I mean, obviously he didn't have that much foreshadowing. But in the essence that I think once he started to buy in was he saw that, wow, if you change a culture here, like you can really prop yourself up financially. I'm not saying he's not dumb. You know what I mean? I think he saw all that, and that's another reason why he's – trying to promote himself and I'm here for it because yes, this is a market that's hungry to get back in. And if you want to be that knight in shining armor, come on. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm down to back him. And that also includes the front office. And this is why I would rather a Chicharito because I think in this case, he can really lead at the guy that has shown us nothing but loyalty at this point. I could honestly see Ted like taking care of it at a post playing season, whether getting him a job in the front office, something behind the scenes. Like I could definitely, like you said, Edetta probably sees the bigger picture here. Yes. And that's like, I'm setting myself up for a very long time uh, here in Houston. So I, I, I'm with you there. Speaking of uh, rumor season, it was rumor that we will be getting a purple away kit. Now, before we continue with that, what are your thoughts? I know we briefly we've briefly talked about it in the past, but have you changed your mind at all? Has anything changed since we last spoke about the purple kits? Uh, dude, I'm I'm here for it. I we kind of mentioned it where it was like, yeah, that's definitely Houston, and it's so relatable, but it's unique. I think this orange and purple is a little bit more fun. I understand some people would rather traditional colors, but. I'd rather stand out. I think that's a lot more fun in the design and also to purchase as a fan. So I'm here for it. I want us to not only embrace the purple, but also embrace the orange. Cause that's just, that's Houston, baby. I mean, there's like, I am all in like putting all <laughs> my chips in. I am all in on this purple Jersey because like you said, it's, it's like, it, it does resemble Houston. It's not the H town blue, but like, in the hip hop culture, like Houston has this, it's synonymous with, with purple, whatever. But on top of that, like I was just so tired of black, like black it's year after year. We were complaining because we were getting generic white kits from Adidas. Then we're just getting black kits. And I feel like you can only do so much with black on top of that. Houston's so damn hot. And then you're going to wear the hottest <laughs> color. Like, and then on top of all that, like, like you said, purple and orange is unique to me, black and orange. I just see Halloween. Purple and orange is different. It's unique. I love a kit that you could just like the Brazilian yellow. Yeah. No matter where you are in the world, you can spot that, and you know that's Brazil. The blue and white striped Argentina, you know that's Argentina. If we get to a point where, like, even just within the Americas, if people see the purple and orange, like, oh, Houston, that's a home run. I'm all for that. So I love it. Um, so we did. We posted our the way we balls concept with the details we got. 
for this away kit. And man, talk about a mixed bag of feedback. So, um, <laughs> Just just reading down, um, you know, we got the, the sheesh emoji. Um, we got, I could roll with this, and a little bit more of that orange smoke with fire emoji, and that was from Lily DeBay. Apologize if I get that wrong. Um, George Rosa, I hope the purple is darker and bluer. Make it a deep space vibin'. Um, X-TSG, that's sick. Purple second best color. And then um, you got the the non-fans you got uh sean maloney stick with orange um brian ultimate let's just stick with brian not bad instead of the orange accent i would go with black but that's just me um and then john player he was a fan if if we do a giveaway let's make sure we get him one (laughs) i hate purple and i barely like orange can we just have normal colors (laughs) so it was a mixed bag i loved the concept we came up with um it's again, it's just unique. And, um, I hope that Adidas does a better job of giving not just us, but these other clubs more of a, uh, identity with the kids, because for a long time, it got very, very boring with Adidas and MLS. Normal colors. I mean, get at it. What, what does that even mean? Like, do you just want to be, even though I went to Texas tech, but like red and black, like I get it. Like, that's just, who isn't those colors? You know what I mean? And so yeah, exactly. I think purple and orange works because you're going to see us at home in our orange. And then being on the road in purple is fun because you stand out there just as much as orange. So here for it. I think more people will like it as we start to embrace it. So to put you on the spot, because we haven't discussed this, what would what do you say to the people who say, well, I don't want to be Orlando? We're not. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Simple as that. We're not. I mean, no, there's so much where it's like our colors make more sense than that. So, like, there's a lot you can tie into it. No, I mean, I agree. And I'm sure they're going to be a different shade of of purple. And so, um, man, now if you put purple with that H-Town blue, game over. But uh, let's worry about Texans getting that color first. You know what? Right now, there's a lot of people that have embraced orange because – as kids, they've been growing up watching the Astros dominate. And when you go to that stadium, everybody's rocking out in orange. So this is a color I think that's embraced a lot more of Houston. And I think if the Dynamo are coming up with it as well, I, I think that's a smart play. We share a parking lot. Let's start to embrace each other's culture and really reach out, you know? That was the other thing I was going to say, too. Like, could you imagine going to somebody today? And giving them the Astros color. Let's say, let's assume the Astros weren't a thing, and just say like, "Hey, your color is going to be orange and blue, and the rain and the tequila jerseys, the, the tequila sunrise." <laughs> like, it would throw people off, right? Like, I yep. think it, the purple and orange is going to be one of those things that once people see it, they're going to fall in love with it. And that's happened to me so many times. Um, I'm trying to think of the last Dynamo kit. I want to say um, it was one of the black ones with the with the orange sunrise. I wasn't a a fan of it and then you just see it in action and it grows on you so i think that's what's <laughs> going to happen here with us but folks if for any reason you don't follow us on social media check out our instagram or twitter underscore the way we ball um, to take a look at our away jersey concept based on the rumors uh that we're hearing and be on the lookout because we like doing stuff like that and different graphics and stuff so hopefully we'll get some cool stuff rolled out but from there uh brandon Sunday, 
kind of bittersweet. Texans are finally playing like a competent NFL <laughs> team. Um, so now we have competition. We have Texans playing at home at 12 o'clock against division rival Jacksonville in a game that could have playoff implications. But then you have the Dynamo who are in the playoffs against the rival, which, I mean, I would say is a much more important game. So if you're in Houston and you want to check out both, what's your game plan for Sunday? You better use the train because uh, that's going to be your best way of communication or in terms of uh, transportation between NRG and also the stadium because then you're going to be fighting traffic and parking is going to be outrageous for you. So take the train if you're able to park downtown and hop on that bad boy and get around that way. I honestly think between Jacksonville, did that game get flexed? Are they finally moving that or is it still, no, it's still going to be no, in the daytime. They, flexed, they started um, now. Yeah, that's going to be noon. They flexed the Denver Broncos game uh, for 12 o'clock the following week. And there's rumors that the Jets and Texans may get flexed. I think that's going to depend on Aaron Rodgers. If he, there, there's comes a small back. rumor that he might come back. If he comes back, I think that's getting flexed. But aside from that, the rest of the game is going to be at 12 o'clock. All right. Well, I, that makes it tough. I mean, but at this time, the big difference is this is a just, this is still regular season where for the Dynamo, this is the season. Like we can, if we lose, we're done. So, I, as a fan, if I am a fan of both, like I would tend to always say like, I'm going to watch playoffs over regular season. And that happens when like, for me, when baseball's going on and the start of football rolls on, like I'm going to watch a playoff game and then I'll watch football. So I think playoffs have to set a precedent, Let the inner sports fan for you cheer out. This one's been a long run. Texans are still going to be okay. Like this is still a, this is still midway. There's a lot more to go. Yeah, and I mean, I, I agree with you as far as the importance. Like, the Dynamo game holds precedent for sure. My other thing is that, like, dude, it's the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm pretty sure they're going to fumble a game or two. Like, I don't have any confidence in Trevor Lawrence or, or just Jacksonville as an organization. So um, if you are if you are debating between the two, Dynamo all the way, hopefully we can help you make that decision. Uh, but I will say the idea of just having a rager, like an all-day sports day, like, Kind of keen to that. Going to a sports bar, catching the Texans at twelve. Game's over by three. Make your way over to the uh, to the Orange Avenue. Have some pregames there and just rage out. Game time, five o'clock. So, and yeah. Um, hopefully, oh, yeah, hopefully it doesn't rain. Get some nice weather as well. So um, that's my game plan. And look, prices alone, that Texans game was nuts. I I forgot how expensive NFL games were. And it's just gotten worse, like, since the Texans were relevant. To, this was the first game I've gone to since the whole, like, Easter Bee crap went down. Um, and I just forgot how expensive everything was. So if you're looking for something to do Sunday, trust me, watch the game on TV. Watch the Texans on TV. Save some cash. Go to the Dynamo instead. Bigger game, bigger implications, and friendlier for your wallet. And wasn't there, like, no fees on tickets, too? Uh, yeah. Oh, th so that was, uh, I think there was only like a two day, I think that was a one or two day, um, activation they were doing, or I'm sorry, a special they were doing. Um, so no fees on tickets as well. And I jumped on to just look, see how it would look. It it's funny. Like now that I'm a, a season ticket holder, how like 
things annoy me if I'm not getting the benefit. Because <laughs> I was like, wait a second, that's very close to my section. What the hell? What? You know, that's why I became a season ticket holder was to avoid fees. And so anyway, I've become everything I've hated. I used to hate dealing with people like that. It's like, where's my bobblehead? I'm like, Jesus Christ. Anyway, um, to that point, though, if you check out SeatGeek, the movement looks a lot better than we've seen against uh, Real Salt Lake those first two matches. Yeah. I don't know if you've if you've been able to take a look at it. Maybe we'll throw a graphic tomorrow. Um, but the graphic, I'm very optimistic, and I believe they tweeted out that the supporter section sold out. What surprise so, me? Yeah. Um, so the fact that that sold out and we still have, I mean, it's barely Tuesday. That's a great sign. That's a great sign. Maybe they do a Black Friday sale on top of that. Um, I'm I'm feeling confident, man. And again, this weather can't beat it. Black Friday deal is actually a really good idea as well. Leading into it, I hope they jump on that. That's a that's a smart. I I wouldn't be shocked if they do it right now. They're on a roll. Hopefully, they can continue to do it. But that's promising to see that already tickets are being bought as they should. I think this is going to be an electric atmosphere and a great game. One that like forever kind of deal that we always talk about, you know, like you remember where you were, you remember the minutes, like I, it, to me, it's just got that vibe. I'm scared as hell, but I, it's just got that excitement vibe for me. Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree with you, man. I'm just, again, the fact that like, I'm not thinking about Thanksgiving cause I'm just too invested in this match. Like that tells me everything. And I know there's a lot of people <laughs> out there that are just as, ex- as excited. The Way We Ball podcast is looking for partners. Be a part of Houston's fastest-growing soccer-specific podcast and help us grow your business. Reach out to us on all social medias underscore The Way We Ball or shoot us an email at thewayweballpodcast at gmail.com. Again, all social medias underscore The Way We Ball or email us at thewayweballpodcast. Now let's get back to this week's episode. Alrighty, Brandon. So before we finish our last segment for the night, our ball in, ball out, I wanted to wanted to introduce you. Not so much you. Wanted to introduce our listeners to um, our newest co-host, um, third <laughs> member of the way we ball, and his name is Giles. Oddly enough, he was named after Giles Barnes of the Houston Dynamo. Um, I just found that out today. So. Um, we will introduce you to Giles. He will be our narrator for the ball in ball out segment, and we will get our topics from him and go from there. So everyone, um, say, say hello to Giles and let's start off with the first topic. Ball out. Purple. I'm going to have to edit this. Ball in, ball out, purple away kit. So ball in, ball out purple away kit uh in terms of purple away kit i mean obviously ball in dude we've been talking about how excited we are for this upcoming one i think it's gonna just pop it's gonna sell it will embrace you're you're waiting for a whole culture to get behind it ball in yeah i think uh evidently giles wasn't paying attention to this podcast because (laughs) we've we've been over this i'm ball in um, and I agree with you. I think the purple and orange, it's going to become a staple. Just looking into the future, I think that's going to be like our identity um, with the new look Dynamo, Ted as the owner, all the changes happening. I think we're going to associate this era with the purple and orange. Um, so that was easy. Let's move on to the next topic. 
balling, ball out. Thor's Kim K shirt. <laughs> So ball in, ball out, Thor's Kim Kardashian shirt that he wore at the Texans game. What was, what was your thoughts on it? Uh, I absolutely loved it. It's just embracing this whole kind of persona that Thor's throwing out there. I feel like I'm watching like an old school like VH1 behind the music scenes with him. Like it's just, it's a journey. I'm here for it. We need that attitude running deep into the playoffs. Ball in, ball in, Thor. Yeah, I'm ball in. So I was at the I was at that game as I mentioned, and I see him on screen, and I'm going nuts, right? Because it's like bossy, and it's and it's Thor, and I saw that he was wearing a Kim K shirt. I just saw Kim Kardashian. I didn't think much of it, and then I looked at it again on social media. I was like, wait a second, and it was Kim K starting five, and I was like, dude, I love this guy so much. I just want to hug him, dap him up. Um, I believe the Texans had instagram or, or threw it on x or twitter whatever you want to call it and then immediately took it down yep. once they saw what the shirt was so i love that i love this like whole persona he's coming out with and i don't think i've i can remember a player who's done so much for him to become a fan favorite off the field like everything he's done and everything all the reasons people love him has been because of like hairstyle what he's wearing <laughs> It hasn't been because, oh, he's scored so many goals or he's done this or that. Like, everything he's done has just literally been about swag. Like, it's just what he brings to the table as far as swag is concerned. And I, I'm all for it. I love the shirt. I love the confidence to pull that off, the confidence to pull off the cornrows. And I'm, like, a part of me, a big part of my excitement for Sunday is to see what the hell he's going to come up with. <laughs> no, you're exactly right about that. That's something I even thought about is what is his – get up look gonna be come Sunday but you're right man his his attitude is fantastic it's I your his ascendance into a fan favorite if he actually leaves in the offseason I genuinely think a lot of people will be upset but it's also because we we all see the potential in him he's somebody that can really develop into I think a decent striker that can be a great MLS striker in an essence of where he will score a lot of goals and he hasn't thrown a fit for not playing and when he has played, he's come in and playoff moments and sank every PK he's taken. So I hope he keeps getting more time. Like we've mentioned, he's earned it. And the things that he's doing are more reasons why he needs to see the field. He's feeling, obviously he's feeling himself. Let him play. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Like, I feel like you can go to any Dynamo fan and just be like, what was your favorite Stu Holden play? Or what was your favorite? Nope. Uh, Brad Davis play. Ten years from now, you're gonna be like, "What was your favorite Thor play?" <laughs> I feel it's when he wore the cornrows. Like, you know, it's like so true. So many kids are gonna have that Kim K shirt like five years from now because of that picture they saw. That's a great shout. If we don't have a Dynamo Kim K shirt in the team shop next year, we riot. All right, so Giles, let's get our last ball in, ball out subject for the night. Ball in, ball out. Dorsey call up to the U.S. men's national team. All right. So this is something that has been gaining traction the last few days, even more so after Serginio Dess's little meltdown <laughs> last night. Our beloved Griffin Dorsey getting a call up to the U.S. men's national team. Are you ball in or ball out? After... I think the hot thing to say is look at what Des just did, like you mentioned. And it is one of those things where 
the way he exploded, it could be such an easy way to say yes. I want to say yes because I think the fan in me thinks it would be interesting to see him at that next level. But I also think it could be that he's having this insurgence and he is a big product of Benny Ball. And that's not a knock. When you find the right kind of fit with a team and a coach and a system, it works. Now, the one thing that he's got is Burr is an MLS guy, so he could maybe go in and, and do decently well. But there's you'd be lying to say if he is equivalent to like a Dest or, or, or along that level. Like That's a lot. He's not that much further in terms of like the second, third string guys, but would I like to see him get called up? Absolutely. But I think it is a stretch at this point, to be honest with you. And that's not a knock on Dorsey. Love him like a son, but it's, do I think he's actually national team caliber? It'd be great to, if he, maybe, but probably really no. I think, uh, there's so much to, to take in because I agree with you about him benefiting from, from Benny Ball. There's those squads that Burhalter puts out that have like <laughs> a Shaq Moore back yeah. there. And I'm like, well, that could have been Dorsey instead, right? I'm ball out on this just because of the fact that I don't want Burhalter anywhere near him. I don't want <laughs> him to thrive under Burhalter because then Burhalter gets the credit. I don't want him to fail under Burhalter because I'm going to dislike him even more. Just stay away from, from our boy Dorsey and let's just wait. Like, and, and it's like you said too. Like I, I feel like people were were on top of Des, and it was a boneheaded move. Yes, the guy played stupid. in Barcelona. The guy is like legit. The guy's he's a great right back. Like Dorsey, as great as he is, he's not filling Des Des's shoes, right? Exactly. Um, but it's I don't think that's a reason to ban him from the U.S. Men's National Team. It was a boneheaded move. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure the the boys took care of it, and they talked about it, and they discussed it. Um, but I'm ball out just for the selfish reason. I don't want Dorsey anywhere near Paul Walter. That's it. It's not a bad take, man. I I'm, I'm like you, Burr is very ball out in my opinion as well. If we threw him in there, but in terms of him being around him, I more want to see Dorsey play around our national team guy, like as a fan of his and wanting to see what can he really do? I'm more excited to see that to where I wouldn't really worry about Burr because I think Dorsey knows who he is as a person and it can't be affected that much. I think just with Ben, it's a perfect marriage and working with Hector and Bossy, et cetera, that it all just comes together so well that I hope he continues to stay this way. Like if he can, he is going to be a legend for us. Like an absolute just off the bench to a star is great. And I want to see him play on the national team as like a lover of him. But realistically, that's the only reason why I'm ball out is I just don't think he's that caliber. Is he better than a Shaq Moore? Of course, but I don't know. Yeah. And I mean, again, to me, there's no bigger pride than having a Dynamo player play for the U.S. men's national team. I'm thinking of like Jeff yeah. Cameron, Stu Holden, um, Ching, those few years. Um, but um, Beasley too. But uh yeah, it's just it doesn't feel right, and um, I again, I, I a lot of it. I'm just very anti U.S. men's team right now because of Berhalter. <laughs> Same. Um, I just yeah, man. Um, so ball out for that sole reason that I am selfish and I don't want Dorsey around Berhalter. Keep him home, keep him safe, keep him healthy. Um, where we treat treat the guy right here in Houston. 
Brandon, before we end things, I have one more ball in, ball out that I'm going to ask you because Giles Ooh. is English and they don't celebrate Thanksgiving across the pond. <laughs> Are you ball in or ball out on cranberry sauce? Ball in, man. Um, there's not much I don't like, to be honest with you. I'm not a very picky eater. I'll eat whatever, but I'll eat it. I like it. I mean, is there some bad cranberry sauce? Absolutely, but any food can be crap if you really think about it. I've had some bad turkeys before, but if it's good cranberry sauce, absolutely give me that stuff, man. I am ball out on the cranberry sauce. It's like pineapple on pizza. You guys are inhumane. You're savages, and you are ruining Thanksgiving. That's the other thing. Keep man. that away from my turkey, man. The pineapple on pizza as well. Like, do I order it? No, but will I eat it? Sure. If it's like on the plate or whatever you want to do it. Like, I think that's an overrated one too. <laughs> if you want sweet and salty, M&M's with your popcorn, with your movie popcorn. Oh, I'm done for that. Everything else. But yeah. But yeah, cranberry sauce on my turkey. No thanks. Not for me. So we'll end it like that. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. Hope you have a happy Thanksgiving. Celebrate with you and your family. Um, and we will see you Sunday at the Shell for Houston versus SKC. The Way We Ball podcast, everybody. I'm Jamal. And I'm Brandon. And this is The Way We Ball.